We're going to continue our series of big story and big calling. And as we talk about the big story, you need to think about the overarching biblical story. Okay? The overarching biblical story from creation all the way until Revelation 21 22, when Jesus comes back to make all things new and, fi- and brings final restoration. Right? And there are four parts. They're up there on the screen. Creation, fall, redemption, restoration. Okay? Those are the four parts. And these, this is the story of the Bible. And this is the foundation of Christianity. This is where we find our identity. And this is where we find our purpose and our significance. Where we find our hope. Where we find our assurance. Where we learn the story of Jesus. And how... He came and he died for us through redemption, buying us back and moving us towards restoration. And the biblical story also is made up of your story, right? Your life has millions of stories, but your life has a story that you are telling. See, each one of us has a different story because each one of us was created to tell something unique about God that nobody, no other story can tell. Okay? And so that's your calling. And we're going to talk about that practically today. How do you discover your calling practically? So, first thing I'll say is calling, our calling is to reveal the character of God. Okay? And you reveal God's character through your own character. And so this morning I want us to look at the big story and the big calling and show you why your story matters. And we're going to do that through a video, an interview of one of our members, who's awesome. So just want to say thanks for doing it. Um, but as you watch this video, I want, you to, I want you to listen for how she talks about her calling and how she talks about themes. Okay? Listen for those two things. Okay? Also... Before we get to the video, do you notice how, I don't know if you've been here every week, but all four weeks I've started and said the same thing? Yeah? It's almost like I'm saying it over and over because I want you to remember it. Hmm. All right, well, let's watch our video now. I've always known that I was an artist. I've been a creator since just the earliest times that I can remember, whether that was dancing on the sand at the beach, um, making mud pies and decorating them with azaleas. Just creating is, it's just my natural habitat and my way to process things. I'll look at a sky sometimes and it is so unbelievable. It's just so wild. It's like if I painted it exactly as I saw it right now, somebody would think I made that up because it's too crazy. The colors, the wit, the shape of the clouds, the intersection of things. And so I started realizing that I can be, like God's heart is excited when I'm as playful as He is. He's inviting me to create like He does. And that doesn't mean exactly representing what He's already made, but taking His playfulness and then playing with it in my own way, if that makes sense. There is a deep goodness of God that he's wanting to reflect out of me. And there's an enemy that does not want me to be doing that. And instead of kind of cowering and listening to that voice and being afraid to do what I was made to do, 
I see it now and I'm not gonna listen to it. I'm, I'm fighting back. The enemy has prepared a lot of attack in the areas that, um, that it does, he doesn't want me to go to because I'm most made to do this. If there's parts of that kind of delight my heart or just come super easily and naturally to me, I've realized that that's what I'm designed to do to live into the calling that God's made for me. And then I look at my story and I see themes that have been through my whole life. And continuously in my life, I've had rich beauty and an awareness of beauty and a love of creating beauty and a and an extreme uh, and sometimes dramatically contrasting brokenness. Um, like a moment when, you know, just weeks before I'm getting married to the love of my life, my stepfather loses life to suicide in a very dramatic way. And I lost my great uncle and went to his funeral the day before my wedding. You know, things just right there so closely aligned and I've realized that the artwork that other people made that speak the deepest to me is when there's beauty and brokenness together. And so I know that that's a theme that's gonna continue in my work. I think part of my calling is to create beauty and to invite others to create beauty, but very much in a place that is honest about our brokenness. And, um, and maybe part of my calling is connecting and supporting and nurturing other people as they develop their creativity. Jane, but you can tell her thanks. Thank for doing that. Appreciate her sharing and being vulnerable like that. So let's pray together as we look at God's Word. And I'm going to refer back to Jane in the video and some of the things that she said, okay? All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your Word that you've given it to us. Because you're a God who wants to be known, you're a God who wants us to know ourselves and to know the goodness that you have shown us. You're also a God who is able to weave the goodness and the brokenness together in a way that is going to bring glory to you and will heal us and show us our calling. I pray that you would bless us this morning, that you would reveal to us the things that we need to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. When I first started at N-Town over the first year, I went to Seattle four times because I was doing this certificate program under Dan Allender. I was going and being a part of the Allender Center and stayed there and completed uh, some lay counseling certificates. I'm not certified. I just got some certificates. Okay. But I sat and learned from Dan Allender and spent a bunch of money to go up there. And so this morning, I'm going to steal a lot from him. I feel like I can, you know. Like if I go get certif certificates from you, I can just quote your stuff and say it's mine, you know. So that's what we're going to do. But let's look at our scripture passage. It's Luke 22, verses 29 and 30. Okay. Let's see, verse 28 says, you, this is Jesus talking to his disciples, you are those who have stayed with me in my trials. Okay, so Jesus is talking about his trials, his difficulties, his struggles. And he says, I assign to you, as my father assigned to me, a kingdom. 
Did you hear that? You are a sign, a kingdom, a little k kingdom that, help, that helps make up the big k kingdom, right? So we've been given this kingdom, and I talked about last week, the Christian S word, I talked about stewardship, and I got in trouble for not making a slide about it, so here you go. So how do we steward this kingdom? How do we steward our story? How do we steward what God has given us? And I said, stewardship means using the things the owner has given you to accomplish the same goal as the owner. Okay? So using the part of creation, kind of your area of influence, this is you stewarding your kingdom and how you're working towards the same goal as the owner, which is restoration. It's the same goal of the biblical story and how it's going, okay? And part, part of kind of discovering your calling is discovering yourself, is really figuring out who am I? What has God put me on this earth to do? Okay, what does he put me on this earth to do. It's almost like this self-revelation. You heard Jane talk about it, about her talking about exploring her story and looking back and seeing great beauty, which she creates and is a part of. But then she also talked about brokenness with her stepfather and the day before her wedding, her great uncle. And there's just this contrast between, between this beauty and these wounds that she has. Right? There's this tension there. And I think oftentimes as Christians, we think, I'm not, I'm not supposed to feel anything bad. If I do, something's wrong with me. And so we look at our story and are like, eh, whatever. Things in the past, they don't really affect me. No big deal. And I'm saying, no, you're being very ignorant of how the biblical story is affecting your story. Because God is working all of restoration into your life. Or you might say, no, no, I don't look at the, like, why would I look at the past? It's painful. It hurts. Why would I look at broken parts of my story? Like, no, thank you. That's uncomfortable. And, I mean, you know, it's like have this stiff upper lip, right? I am not going to talk about that, and we are not going to discuss it. Thank you, David. Keep going. Well, I would say this, and this is from a non-Christian that I just found it so intriguing that he said this about life. He's saying, pain is an inextricable thread in the fabric of life, and to tear it out is not only impossible, but destructive. Attempting to tear it out unravels everything else with it. Isn't that crazy? Like, that's so insightful, and he's not a believer, and yet he sees, like, there is going to be pain in your life. You are going to have wounds from your story. But God, as the author of the biblical story, can bring you healing, but not just healing, compel you to fulfill your calling. Okay? So, how do we discover our calling? 
How do we discover our calling in order to steward the kingdom that Jesus has given me? How do we do that? Well, you got to figure out the desires of your heart. Okay? What do you love? You could tell Jane loves being a creator, right? Like, she just, it's not fair. She knew her calling from an early age, right? Like, she knew it from, from, from whenever, when she was a little kid. Like, she's creating beauty, right? She loved it. She delighted in it. What do you love? What's the thing that you do and you're like, oh, man, I was made for this. I love this. What is it that you've done when you finish and you just have this deep sense of rest and satisfaction after you do it? Right? What do you love doing that shows God's goodness? And it can be like being a creative artist like Jane. It can be creating a budget. It's all different kinds. Okay? So you think about, um, I wanted to just highlight, you know, in Luke 2, Simeon is this older man, and he finally gets to meet the Messiah. He finally gets to meet Jesus, and he meets baby Jesus, and what does he say? Now I can die. Right? I'm not saying, I'm not trying to be morbid here, but like, what is it that you love that you do, and you go, I could now die. Right? Like, I don't want you to die, but... You see what I'm saying? What is it that you love? What is it that you love doing for, for God that you do and you go, that is what God designed me for in this self-realization. And like, yes, you need to know your strengths and you need to know your gifts and you need to know the, the gifting that God's given you, but you also need to know your calling and the desires of your heart. Because you have been given desires of your heart to show God's goodness through your story, okay? You are using all of these things to steward your kingdom, fulfilling your heart. Another way to think about it is how are you bringing glory to creation? How are you bringing glory to creation? How are you making things better, more beautiful, truer, more fulfilling? What is it? What is it that you love? What kind of glory about God do you want to grow in the world and make better in your kingdom? So first, thinking about what is it that you love? Secondly, this is the fun one. Where have you been wounded? You heard Jane talking about her wounds, right? You heard her talking about beauty and brokenness. And again, as Christians, we're like, well, we don't talk about that. Let's just talk about how God is good and, and everything's fine and we're all good. Everybody's happy. You better be happy. Right? Well, I want to say that your wounds have so much more than just some painful times. Like, there's so much more meaning there. God wants to use them. God wants to weave them into his biblical story for good. Okay, and identifying our wounds is going to give us clues to our different kingdoms, little k kingdoms, right? There's a quote that says, one of my favorite people said this, numbing the pain for a while will make it worse when you finally feel it. Did you hear what Dumbledore said? Numbing the pain for a while will make it worse when you finally feel it. Why? 
Because evil hates good. Evil hates glory. Evil is after you to not fulfill your calling. Evil is coming after you to shame you and to make you not do your calling. You heard Jane talking about, you know, I hear these, these voices, not voices, but I hear these messages from, from the evil one saying, you're not good at this. Uh, you can't do this. Don't do this. And she says, no, I'm fighting back. Do you hear her say that? I'm fighting back. I'm not listening to them. Okay, evil does not want you to understand your story. And its primary area of assault is going to be the areas where you most reflect God's glory. Where you most reflect God's glory, evil is trying to take you out. Every week, I come up here for the last four weeks and go, they just want to hear Jimmy Egan. They don't want to hear you. You have nothing to say. You're going to be legalistic, right? Like, like all these questions start coming into my head and I have to be like, no, no, my identity's in Christ, not what they think of me, right? Like evil's trying to take us out. And so you think about these areas where you most reflect glory. That's what your kingdom should be about. Okay? That's what your kingdom should be about. And we have to ask, like another way to ask this question, where have you been wounded, is what is your story? That's kind of a more robust question. What's your story, right? Where have you been wounded? Where have you been blessed? Where have you seen God's goodness? Where are the pains in your life? Because you cannot get to know your kingdom without knowing your story. You cannot get to know your calling without knowing your story. Okay? You heard Jane talking about the themes of beauty and brokenness, right? She talked about both of those things and how she wants to create a place where people can come be creative but also be honest about the brokenness. Like, that's her kingdom. She loves it. That's what she delights in. We heard her say that. Again, that's not fair because she already knows the answer to all these, right? But I wanted to show you this. Where have you been wounded? Dan Allender says, by harming you, evil unwittingly prepared you to rule your kingdom better than you if you had not been wounded. not been wounded. This is showing you that evil is trying to take you out, but the biblical story is always happening. The author is always at work. The author is always going to use the good and the bad. The places where you've been wounded, you can find healing and you can discover your calling. Okay? Don't you love reversals? Right? Like when someone, something bad happens to somebody and then God's able to take it and then use it to help that person. Like we love reversals. Think about Joseph, right? Genesis 50, remember Joseph, his brothers tried to kill him, leave him for dead. And he says, you meant that for evil, but God used it for good. 
You meant it for evil. You meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. And look, you have to understand that God can take healing and take your wounds and take your calling and weave goodness into them, into your story. And where you have been wounded is where evil is going to attack, but it's also the way that God is going to most use you. Build your own kingdom, which is part of his kingdom. So let's go on to our last question. Okay. Like, how do you know um, you're actually doing it? What are the signs that you're actually stewarding your kingdom, right? What What are the ways that that happens? Well, our calling is to steward the kingdom that God has given you. So acknowledging that he's the owner of your kingdom, it's the first step. Okay? Talked about that last week. You can do that. Right? Talking about how God has given it, and we're working towards the common goal. And our goal is restoration. It's the restoration of all things. And so we're called to put forth effort and exertion in your kingdom. But there's also times of play and times of rest in your kingdom. Did you hear Jane talking about that? About delighting to create like God has created. So if what you're doing is never playful and never restful, I want to push you somewhere else and say, this is not your kingdom. Go look for it somewhere else. Like rest and delight and joy should be a part of it. Right? We can even struggle and put forth all this effort and exertion and strain serving our kingdom, but we feel joy at the end. We feel delight. We feel fulfillment. It's like when you do a burdensome task for your kingdom and you're like, yes, I finished. Awesome. Happy. You know, or you like do something and you're like, eh, whatever. Glad that's over. That was hard. What do you love to do? Who has God made you to be in this self-revelation? Another thing is that you're helping others. You heard Jane talk about how she wants to create safe spaces for people to be creative and explore brokenness with honesty. Where are you doing that? Right? Like your kingdom needs to be blessing others. It needs to be helping others, nurturing them to be fruitful, whether it's as an artist or whether it's as an accountant. Right? That's your kingdom. That's who God wants you to be. And like Genesis 1, we've looked at over and over, your calling is to help the world be fruitful. And your kingdom is going to be fruitful in that way. It's going to show the goodness of God to others the way that no one else's can. You are called to show God's goodness to others And it's going to be in a way that's different than me. It's different than them. It's different than them. It's different than them. Because it's your unique calling that God has put on your life. So feeling these things, the goodness of others. And like when you define the borders of your kingdom, 
are the things you say yes to and the things you say no to. Okay? So it's like, I'm going to say yes to these good things. and I'm going to step into my role. I'm going to steward my kingdom. I'm going to be who God wants me to be. And that's you building your kingdom. But then it's also saying, no, I will fight you evil. I will fight the voices. I will fight the insecurity. I will fight all of the lies. Because I'm drawing a boundary right here. You cannot tell me that I'm a terrible preacher. You cannot tell me that they only want to hear Jimmy. You cannot tell me that they don't care about what you have to say. You cannot, like, I'm not letting you say that. Get behind me evil, right? And so what you're saying yes to and what you're saying no to are helping develop your kingdom. And really, I want you to know, like, this is a process. And if you go, I don't know mine right now, or I just know it a little bit, or I know some of it. And I know that there's many of you who are like, I know all of it. I'm like, ah, do you? Right? Like God is continuing to just write this story and he takes our goodness as well as our wounds and he creates this story of goodness. And so I'll just finish with this. Jane was talking about how uh, holding God's hand along the widening path, discovering more fully her calling. Like we're going to continue to learn. We're going to continue to learn our kingdom and how to better steward it, how to better run it so that it gives more glory to God. And it fulfills you because it's you doing what God created you to do. So the starting point of discovering your calling is figuring out what are the desires of your heart? What are the things that you love to do? What are the things that you say, this is what God made me for? What are the things that bring you delight? What are the things that bring you rest? Where are your wounds? How can God, how has God brought healing? And not just healing, but then compelled you to go fulfill your calling. Okay? So all these different kingdoms are going to make up Jesus' kingdom, right? We get to steward God's kingdom because he has shown us grace and goodness and love and mercy. And so when we explore our stories... We can do that with honesty. We can do that with the idea that we can be healed, but I can also be compelled to go fill my calling. Like think of a kid, my daughter riding a bike. Like I tell her to ride a bike and she, she's riding and she's liking it, but then she falls and it hurts her knee. And like I go help her and put a bandaid on it and give daddy's kiss and it's awesome, right? She doesn't wanna just stand there and go, okay, I'm healed. Right? Like she wants to get back on the bike and go. And that's what I want to say. Like God wants to heal you, but he doesn't want you to just sit there. He wants you to go. You have a calling to fulfill. Steward this kingdom that I'm giving you. Steward this kingdom, looking at your story, working towards the same goal, working towards the redemption and restoration of all things, the redemption and restoration of the entire world, the redemption and restoration of our country, the redemption and restoration of our community, the redemption and restoration of your heart. That's what the author of the story is working towards. 
And that's how you and I can fulfill our calling, stewarding these kingdoms that he has given us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you can take even the hard things in our lives, the wounds of our stories, and you can bring about good. We're not dismissing the pain. It does hurt, and it hurts to explore. But, Lord, we know that you make it worth it because you can bring us healing and restoration, and you can compel us to go live out our calling. I pray that you would use now the sacrament as we come to the Lord's table in a way that would encourage all of us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.